Hi everyone, thanks again for joining us for the launch of the Psych and Theo podcast. We're excited that you're here. If you have listened to our first full-length episode and are enjoying these shorter episodes on who we are and why we started the podcast, we greatly appreciate if you can share these episodes on your stories, comment on our posts, and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, and if you have any topic ideas, feel free to message us. Enjoy the following episode. I like this one. Um, Sam and Tim's favorite books and why. Okay. You want me to go first? You want to go yeah. first? Well, wait a minute. Did you go first last time? I'll go first this time. Yes. I think. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. I talked so long. It was like I... Tim is the expert promoter of books. Like he reads books like crazy and you'll hear him. I will try. Yeah. Episode. I will try to promote books each episode until I run out of books. And then he I'll wants just to be buy avid some, readers. Buy some more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Favorite books. I I listed four here, but I'll go through them quickly. Um, okay. Number one is The Road. Well, I, these aren't necessarily in any order, I think. Um, di- different reasons I like them. Uh, num- uh, the first one is The Road to Serfdom mm-hmm. by um, um, an author named F.A. Hayek or Friedrich Hayek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a political book. Um, he wrote it mid-20th century. Um, he's a famous um, libertarian type um, economist. Uh, Nobel Prize winning economist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's all about how societies drift into, well, it's called the road to serfdom. So it's how it's how free societies drift into um, uh, some form of slavery to the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wrote this sort of signaling at how, like, um, um, no, he wrote this mid 20th century. So in the mm-hmm. backdrop is Nazi Germany mm-hmm. and the Soviet Union. And so he wrote this as a, as a way to explain to the West that we are creeping, we're on the road to serfdom, um, mm-hmm. and we need to correct course um, mm-hmm. if we don't. If we hope not to go down that same road. So, um, very very insightful book. Uh, one I of the, love those. One of the best chapters in the book, I think, is I, I think it's titled. It's been a long time since I cracked it open, but mm-hmm. um, it's called "How the How the Worst Rise to the Top," mm-hmm. and it's just about how um, unethical people know how to gain power because they're willing to do things that good people won't. Mm, that's yeah. so true. So that's it's good. A, it's a really, Ooh, good, I like that. really good chapter. Um, yeah. Another book, uh, your uh, per- well, it's called Personality Isn't Permanent. It's by a guy named Benjamin Hardy, a very recent book. And it's all about um, shaping, um, not getting trapped in thinking that my, your personality or the way your habits are just who you are mm-hmm. that you can't change. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, he really blows up a lot of the common myths about personality tests. Yeah. And then, really? yeah. And then through he, all of them, like the, the, I don't know if he goes through all of them, but he talks about the big ones and says okay. that um, mm. they're sort of just snap. They're, they're basically, you know, snapshots yeah. of you and uh, they're not static things that mm-hmm. can't change. And you can actually, um, work on changing yourself. There's yeah. things you don't like about yourself. You can work on that. Mm. Um, and so you're you not do... destined to be yeah. your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you mm. know, you can work to be more extroverted, or you can mm. work to be more optimistic, or you know, mm-hmm. things like that. You can by setting goals and working toward those goals. It's a good. really, really good cool. practical book. Um, another book, a political book called "For a New Liberty," and that is by Murray Rothbard. Um, it's a um, it's one of these like um, 
it's sort of like the constitution of libertarianism, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it because he's he doesn't shy away from very difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the political space, libertarians are often pressed on, well, how would how would um, you know this thing work in a libertarian society if you didn't have a state or the state was really really small and only had a couple functions? How mm-hmm. would you build roads or how would you handle telecommunications or, mm-hmm. or how would you handle courts or something like that? Mm-hmm. And this book really takes uh, an honest crack at those questions. Uh, other books do too, but this was one of the first ones. He was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a really, really good book to, if you're interested in just understanding um, political liberty yeah. um, from a, from a, like a much more like hard line position. It's mm-hmm. a really good book. Good. I don't obviously endorse everything in the book, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, something that's sad. That's we have to say thing. that sometimes. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, okay. And then the, the next, the last book, which I think is uh, um, a recent one for me, but also something I've, I've gone deep, deep down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. in um, the book is called the unseen realm by Dr. Michael Heiser, who is a conservative evangelical biblical scholar. Mm. And the book is about the backdrop of the Bible, the spiritual backdrop mm. of the Bible, what he calls um, 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 ancient cosmology, not ancient cosmology. What am I, what am I, um, cosmic, uh, cosmic geography, let's say, mm-hmm. um, where uh, there, there's a lot more going on in the spiritual realm than what you might initially think mm. um, just by a cursory reading of the Bible. And he does a really good job of exegeting uh, many passages to show the complexity of the spiritual world mm. um, and, and how the narrative of scripture is pointing to this uh, ongoing story in the background. Mm. So once you read this book, you will not read the Bible the same way. Really? It's, well, it's good. that good of a book. Yeah. Um, and it's one, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I think I think Heiser pioneered or maybe just broke open a new phase of theological development for for the church mm-hmm. where at certain times, you know, the church age in the church history, there's ages where we have to focus on different doctrines and hammer out mm-hmm. different things. And um, this might be one of those eras that we're heading into where people have to hammer out what exactly is angelology and demonology. Mm. Um with reference to the church and other things that we, you know, we salvation and all the other mm-hmm. doctrines. So, um, you know, angelology and demonology doesn't get a whole lot of attention in evangelical no. circles, except no. for like the, the more very, very charismatic <laughs> side. Yeah. Uh, but this book will treat it with a very, very in-depth study, mm-hmm. probably deeper than, than you might be anticipating. So it's, it's a very, very okay. fascinating book for a book like that. It sounds like it'd be pretty lengthy. Is it the thick? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, I'd say there's a smaller book that Mm -hmm. he, it's like a summary of the, it's more popular level book called supernatural. So if somebody Mm -hmm. wants to start there to start, yeah, it's called supernatural. What the Bible says about the unseen realm and why it matters. Mm. Um, see, I promote books guys. Yeah. No, Um, you're good at it too. Yeah. 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 So that's the popular level book, but if you want something that's a little meatier by the unseen realm. And then there's follow-on books that he he wrote mm-hmm. after that that kind of flesh out other topics that came up in that. It's kind book. of his area of special. Specialty. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, Dr. Heiser died earlier this year, and I think oh, in wow. February, uh, mm-hmm. died of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he, I think he's left um, an indelible legacy for evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it's a very very good book. That's awesome. Yeah, you can also watch a YouTube 
documentary on the book. Really? So that's free. Oh, well. So okay. well, I'll warn you that, I, in my opinion, the documentary is a little cheesy. Okay. But it'll give you a good primer to the book because I saw the documentary and I was like, okay, I need to get this book. Oh, so we went from yeah. there into getting the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. I like it. Good. Did you mention? Okay. No, you did mention. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna see if you mentioned any uh, fiction books. Oh yeah. No fiction not here. Fiction. I'm just yeah. <laughs> I'm nonfiction all, all the way, yeah. so you won't get those exciting books from us. Um. <clears throat> so, my top three, and you know, I'm sure it was just as difficult for you, like, to pick your top three, your top five books, and so on. It, it's there's so much to choose from, but I think when when I think about books that changed my perspective on something or challenged me. One of the ones was Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Okay. Yep. Um, really great book, Godly Guy. And and the the thing that changed me with that book is the level of depth that he had in understanding the process of knowing God. Because there's so many elements. Obviously we can't know God fully. There's still so much more to learn about him. But the way that he's able to write and the level of depth that he had in describing who God is and the different uh, facets of God, his relational nature, the intellectual or the knowledge nature. Um, I just feel it was something that I hadn't seen before. Like I've heard people talk about it, but I don't know the way that he wrote it within the book when he's talking about those infinite attributes of God um, was very, I don't know. It, it, I was able to see his heart in a sense of, man, this guy was really searching to know who God is. And um, so that's kind of what was my takeaway from it. This is a journey of someone who's dug so deep into wanting to know God, so deep into scripture that he has this greater understanding that, you know, I wish I could know. Um, now, he does make a point about also being relational because we can know everything about God or know a lot about God, not know everything, know a lot about God and still not have that relational component to to him. So that was a really good book. Uh, Grasping God's Word um, oh, yeah. was another one yeah. because that one taught me how to read the Bible. Yeah, that's good. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love that book. And it changed the way that I would look at scripture because when you give Bible studies as a you know young adult or teenager, you're thinking topics, right? Yeah. What are the kids talking about? And you yeah. pick a topic and you try to adjust your message to that. And when I got older, as I was reading through scripture, I'm like, I don't know if this says what it's what I thought it said. And I was like, okay, someone recommended living by the book, which be is honest. One. Did you use Jeremiah 29, 11 at some point? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I mm. did. And that's mm. an often misquoted yeah. one. I can do all things through Christ is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one, I don't think I used it in the same way, but definitely mm. Jeremiah 29, 11, I think I did. You prayed the prayer of Jabez, didn't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. It, it, and that's the thing. It's like, it hits you. Like you're like, I've been doing this wrong. Yeah, and that was yeah. exactly what happened yeah. as I was reading yeah. through. I'm like, I haven't looked at the cultural context. I haven't looked at the historical context. We had context. to use grasping God's word for our hermeneutics class. Did you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Grad, so yeah. I did that for one of my yeah. classes too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so once I took that class, it was like, it just changed the way that I studied the Bible. So that one was a, a life-changing one. And the third one, last one, is the 5,000-year leap. I think you would like this, this book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, that one basically talks about the advancement of um, how the United States principles of freedom came to fruition so quickly in comparison to other countries. Mm. So 200 years, basically, of this development, this idea of freedom and how the founders started it through their religious beliefs, right? Their belief in God. And it talks about each 
president and how they came to the conclusion that they arrived. So some will talk about how uh, Moses led Israel, right? How he depended on God. It was a theocracy, essentially. He depended on God. Then he picked his 12 people and they had smaller units and basically all the way down to the people's needs. And he would only deal with the serious needs. But basically talks about the structure and the reason why I also remember that book, not just because it talks about, <clears throat> excuse me, the history of each president and how they came to uh, develop this idea of freedom, but also it was given to me by a professor who um, at the, it was a political science class. I was probably, it was 40 students maybe, and I was maybe one of three conservative voices. Um, this was back in, in UNLV. And um, I would speak up as fearful as I was to get shot down. He was just open to ideas, but he gave us the opportunity to ask him questions at the end of class and to ask him whatever we wanted. And he would answer it directly. And someone asked, are you a conservative? And he said, yes, Un unashamedly conservative, blah, blah, blah. And he starts going on this rant of why he's like the way that he was. But anyways, when I took my final, he I turned in my test and he says, Sam, I wanted to give you something. Here's a book. I think you would appreciate it. And thank you for speaking up in class. And I've had the book ever since. There and it go. still has his um, his uh, notes for me. Thank you for speaking up. I really appreciate your insights. And uh, so That's it's great. a memorable That's one. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So um, those are the top three books. All right. Good stuff. Hope you guys so, are liking this. Do you guys yeah. have top books? Feel free to message us and send us your top Three books. It can't be a book of the Bible, folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all uh, have Bibles yeah, number one, yeah, so you can't yeah, just you, you know. can't you can't do that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, we do have that. Now, book. if you list like a book of one of the church fathers, that's impressive. <laughs> that's very impressive. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in to our launch day episodes. We actually released our full length episode first, and then published these shorter episodes for you to learn about us, our why and how our life stories, perspectives, faith, and even humor influence how we discuss these various topics. We have plenty more short episodes like this for you to enjoy, so feel free to click on the next episode.